Welcome to $100 Plus Mileage, the podcast about those New Hampshire bills that don't make the news but could still impact you. This podcast is all about teasing out the issues, giving you the pros and cons, and letting you know how to make your voice heard in this Granite State democracy. I'm Mike Dunbar, content editor for Citizens Count. I'm Anna Brown, director of research and analysis for Citizens Count. All right, Anna, we had a very interesting discussion in episode two about whether or not Granite Staters should get to make their own whiskey at home. So today's topic feels kind of similar to that, and yet ultimately it's also very, very different, home-growing medical marijuana. Now, I know there are seven alternative treatment centers in New Hampshire where patients can go to pick up prescribed marijuana, but this would be a little bit different. This would be allowing them to actually grow it at home instead. I want to talk about this bill, but before we get into it, If you have an opinion on the bill that we're about to discuss, it is in the New Hampshire Senate right now. So you can visit citizenscount.org to learn who represents you in the New Hampshire Senate and tell them what you think and how you think they should vote. Okay, quick, Anna, in a nutshell, what's the deal with this issue in New Hampshire? So New Hampshire does allow legal medical marijuana, but... You can only buy it from specific alternative treatment centers that are, you know, so no home growing, no home growing. There is a bill, though, that legislators are considering to change that. All right. All right. So, you know, you're our resident policy guru. Why don't you fill listeners in on the backstory of this whole debate? Sure. New Hampshire has a long history of debate when it comes to marijuana. We Right now, we're considered an island in New England because all of our surrounding states have legalized recreational use of marijuana, but New Hampshire still has it locked down. Back in 2013, we did legalize the use of medical marijuana, so that means patients with certain symptoms or conditions can be prescribed, basically, cannabis from their healthcare provider. And there's been a lot of debate about what that list of qualifying conditions could include. So right now, some of them include chronic severe pain, cancer, glaucoma, HIV, uh, a terminal disease that has certain symptoms like seizures or nausea. And the the list, like I said, is a little bit limited at this point. There's definitely been debate about um, including PTSD or other drug abuse or something like that. But For now, you have to go to your doctor and and have a specific need. And then if they approve it, you get a card. And at that point, you are allowed to buy marijuana from these specific alternative treatment centers, which are also very narrowly licensed by the state. So, you know, if I'm a patient with a green thumb, shall we say, and I might be wondering, can I just grow my own medical marijuana at home instead, uh, the answer right now is no in New Hampshire, but it sounds like there's this bill up for debate that would uh, change that this year, right, Anna? Yes. HB 350 is a 2021 bill that would legalize the home growing of marijuana. And this is not the first bill to do it. And let me tell you something, probably until it becomes law, I'm sure it'll keep on getting proposed. (laughs) So HB 350 would allow the patient or their designated caregiver, which means consider like maybe a kid needs was allowed medical marijuana, it would be their parent or something like that. So the patient or the designated caregiver could grow cannabis at their residence with caveats, with caveats. You have to report the activity to the Department of Health and Human Services. And then if it's a caregiver, they need to be at least 21 years old and they can only grow marijuana for one patient. You can't you can't have caregivers basically being like, oh, I'm, I'm home growing for these 35 patients. And then you're sort of <laughs> in a situation where it's yet another alternative treatment center. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Um, all right, so that makes sense. Uh, but And there must be limits on how much you can grow at one time too, right? Yes, I am reminded once again of our home distilling bill and how I discovered mm-hmm. you could have 100 gallons <laughs> of wine per year. <laughs> so much, so much, or whatever. Was it a gallons? I think it was gallons, and then I did the I math. Think it was, that was, yeah. I think it was some insane number of, of like you could have basically a bottle and a half of wine with every single dinner if you were a single person. But anyway, mm-hmm. go back to listen to our episode to remember what I said since clearly I can't remember the facts. (laughs) Today, we are talking about medical marijuana at home. So this bill, HB 350, limits what you can have that's ready to use and what's growing. Because when it comes to marijuana, you can't just snip off a leaf and set it on fire and woohoo, have a good time. (laughs) It needs to go through this sort of, I guess I'd call it a curing process, which is probably a scientific word I'm using incorrectly. But basically, the, the buds need to dry out and there's certain parts of the plant that you don't do anything for you, such as, you know, the, the seeds or the stems. So at this bill says you can have eight ounces of usable cannabis and any amount of unusable cannabis at home. Then you get to the plants. You can have three mature cannabis plants, three immature cannabis plants, which are like little babies, and then 12 seedlings, which the bill defines as under six inches I'm not going to lie. I read this and I was instantly like, there is no way that if I was a medical marijuana patient, I could grow marijuana at home because I have a little window box with herbs. And let me tell you, I've had them a year. None of them are over six inches. Maybe that's normal (laughs) for herbs, but they are, they are, they are struggling, man. They are barely alive. And I thought they were like really tall and thriving, but evidently six inches is not that impressive. And (laughs) I just have some seedlings in my window boxes. So Good luck to anyone with a green thumb who is much better than me at growing marijuana. Yeah, well, that brings up another uh, caveat that's worth mentioning. So uh, the whole idea of growing your cannabis plant in your window box uh, wouldn't work anyway. So you're in luck. Uh, Specifically, (laughs) uh, the bill says that you can't have uh, the plants in public view, uh, including from another private property. Um, And when they say that, you know, if you would be able to see it with binoculars, that's not what they're talking about. But just, they just don't want it to be, you know, in clear public view. Um, so that that is a restriction. You know, if you're worried about your neighbor's going to have window boxes full of marijuana plants, that's that won't be part of it. Right. It's not like they're going to have, here's my rhubarb and here's my zucchini and here's my <laughs> and cannabis Here's my plant. weed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and landlords would have the right to say no. You, If you were a tenant, you couldn't say here's my medical marijuana card. I'm going to grow my plants here now. They, they'd be able to say, uh, no, you can't have your weed plant in the closet with a right. grow light. So. Right. Um, so, yeah, now let's get into the pros and cons of this debate. So the Health, Human Services, and Elderly Affairs Committee voted uh, 20 to 1 that the bill ought to pass. Uh, those in favor felt that the bill would help patients who can't afford the prices charged by the alternative treatment centers or who may live as we were saying before, hours away from the nearest center. Uh, They pointed out that home-growing proposals have already passed the House multiple times in the past, so this latest bill addresses concerns from those past years and has kind of learned from the mistakes of past years, I guess you could say. Uh, And it's also more restrictive than cultivation laws in some of the surrounding states where adults can grow six or more plants for recreational use. Quick footnote. There are other bills that would just allow anybody to grow marijuana at home, regardless of whether or not they have that medical marijuana, basically prescription from a doctor. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's not the bill we're talking about today. But those bills do come up. I have seen them. And yeah, a lot of times they use that six plant limit. Right, right. Um, So there are some who don't think that this is such a good idea for New Hampshire, right, Anna? Absolutely. Number one, Governor Chris Sununu, he's (laughs) vetoed this similar bills in the past. He says, you know, marijuana is not right for New Hampshire when we're in the middle of another, you know, other addiction crises. When you're looking at particularly the heroin problem that was for years, just, oh, my gosh, so tragic. So many people died. And obviously, proponents of medical marijuana are like, this is very different. But there's also that thing when you're a law enforcement officer, when you're like, okay, well, marijuana is illegal in New Hampshire, and if everybody can grow it at home, it's kind of going to be harder to tell who's Mm -hmm. doing this legally, who's doing this illegally, especially if it's out of view from the public. How can you control if people are going over someone's house and smoking their homegrown marijuana? It's I I can see that argument about how, yeah, if people are allowed to grow at home, it is going to be a little more ambiguous, a little harder to lock down. And of course, for proponents of legalizing marijuana, that's not really so much a concern. But certainly the New Hampshire Association of the Chiefs of Police and Governor Sununu have both said that they're against this. Right, right. Well, okay, definitely uh, valid arguments on both sides then. So throughout this episode, we've talked about how this bill has come up in the past, how it's likely to face a veto from Governor Sununu, but there's always opportunities for public input. You can also always contact your elected official at any time. If this is an issue that you are passionate about, heck, even if you're listening to this episode in August of a year and the New Hampshire legislature hasn't voted on bills for a couple months, Well, guess what? Legislators that are going into the fall, that's when they request bills for the next year. So you could always contact your legislator and say, hey, I'm I'm a medical marijuana patient. I really need more affordable, close to home, accessible medicine to help me. And so I really support this home growing concept. All right. Well, with that, it is time for everybody's favorite segment only in New Hampshire. Anna, have you ever wanted to get a vanity license plate? I will be honest. I'm, this is this is going to be really frank. There was a time when I was a kid where I, like many kids, probably thought it'd be super cool to get a vanity license, license plate with maybe my name on it. There's a, a woman who I used to train kickboxing with who had a license plate that said knockout. I thought that was pretty <laughs> cool. Um, however, as time has gone by, I, I, I will admit that I'm kind of like, well... That's all. That's just I'm I'm an adult and I'm getting cheaper as I get older. So, so I guess <laughs> the, the answer extra, is no. Yeah, right. <laughs> I guess the answer is no. Right now in my life, I haven't wanted a vanity license plate. All right. All right. Well, uh, it's all well and good, but you better watch out your potty mouth if you ever decide uh, to do. Mike, that because, what are you saying about me? I would never get a dirty <laughs> license plate. <laughs> of course not. Uh, but some people want to in New Hampshire and they uh, hit a bit of a roadblock. So uh, in New Hampshire, you have to, these plates that people want, you know, the vanity plates have to pass a decency test as determined by the legislature. So according to law, you can't have words in any language, whether read forward, backward, by mirror image, or by phonetic spelling, <laughs> that are uh, referred to uh, intimate body parts or genitals, sexual or excretory acts or functions, profanity, violence, illegal activities, drugs, gangs, 
hatred or bigotry, you, I mean, what's left, right? I just, so <laughs> I have, clearly these legislators have like hung out with some middle schoolers before writing this bill, right? Yes. The fact that they're like not backward, not forward, not right. phonetic spelling. It's not a mirror. You can't do it. No genitals. <laughs> right. It's kind of like, a. I feel like as a former educator myself, I feel like you're just challenging people to be like, you know, okay, I'm going to find some way to write something dirty that doesn't technically break these rules. <laughs> um, but they, they've done a pretty good job at, uh, at avoiding that. So uh, famously, one lady uh, not too long ago had one that, um, and this is all written out in letters and numbers, it said the letter P, the letter B, the number four, and then U-G-O, which said out loud sounds like pee before you go, which is what every mother and father says to their kid before the long road trip, right? So she had this uh, this vanity plate for 15 years before the DMV finally realized what it meant. Which also, uh, can I just say, I'm imagining her children, like, you know, they were like, mom, this is funny when we were five, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe maybe the kids called her in, you know, maybe it was like a tip. Maybe they contacted kind of the DMV because the DMV right. got on her after 15 years. Right, right. Yeah, something happened. So, uh, however, uh, Governor Sununu himself heard about this story and personally intervened to save the license plate. So, uh, you know, it was a, a uh, happy resolution for this woman. I feel like New Hampshire, we could do definitely an episode on New Hampshire license plate laws in general. Sometimes I know that there were also bills that were going to change the the state motto, live free or die, and change it so you could choose if you wanted that on your license plate or if you wanted to just say scenic New Hampshire, which I believe is what I believe is what it used to say. And oh my gosh, that was, you know, you'd think some debates are just kind of like, eh, well, that's not a big, oh, so contentious, so contentious, mm -hmm. because some people are like, I want to live and I, I don't want to die, even if like there's a maybe, you know, we can debate where the freedom falls in that. But I really <laughs> want to talk about how beautiful New Hampshire is. And then some people are like, no, live for your die or like you are not a granite stater. So, yeah, that license plate, man, gets gets definitely controversial in our state. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that just about wraps it up for our episode today. Uh, you can find more information and episodes at citizensaccount.org. We'd like to thank Franklin Pierce University for producing and the Granite State News Collaborative for hosting. Our theme music is composed by Mike Dunbar, yours truly. And lastly, we thank you for giving us a listen and thinking about how you can be part of what makes New Hampshire by the people, for the people.